Uh, love is not chiefly or firstly a feeling. Mm -hmm. it's, it's devotion. Mm -hmm. It's commitment. And so I can choose to love. In fact, I'm commanded to love. Christians are commanded to love our enemies. So if you can choose to love your enemy, mm -hmm. you can certainly choose to love the person you're married to. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church and the voice of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, please go to our website and check out all the media we have there, straighttruth.net. There you can find links to all of our previous episodes and every topic we've already explored. And you can also find links to all of our social media channels. So please click on one of those, like, and subscribe to that channel. Also, if you'd like to hear sermons related to one of these topics, just click on the links below or go to our website and you will find those. Lastly, go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. In our marriages, we all go through seasons. Sometimes our marriages feel great and fulfilling and we feel like we're in love with one another, especially at the beginning. We, we, we feel these romantic feelings with one another, but then you, you live a long life together. You have children together and then sometimes you feel like you've lost some of that. So um, the question has to do with, with, with a husband and wife that feel like they are out of love in the classic romantic sense. Mm. Uh, should somebody stay in a relationship when they feel like there's no love there anymore, even though they had it at the beginning? Maybe even though they have children, they feel a responsibility to raise them and all the rest. What, what, what do you do in that situation? Is it you're out of love, you no longer love one another like you did before, should you remain in the marriage or should you move on? Yeah, of course you should. And what this is going to come back to is whether we conceive of marriage in biblical terms or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, are we going to think about marriage in cultural terms? Or are we going to think about marriage in biblical terms? Mm -hmm. And if we think about marriage in biblical terms, then we understand it's a covenant relationship, that God witnessed a union in such a way that He has pronounced the two now one, mm -hmm. that that covenant relationship lasts for a lifetime, for good, for bad, for mm -hmm. better, for worse, for easy, for tough. You're, you're obligated, and, and that's not a bad word. You're obligated by the Word of God mm -hmm. for a lifetime in this relationship. And so <clears throat> that's, that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is whether we're going to have a cultural conception of love or a biblical conception of love. Mm. So do we conceive of marriage biblically? Do we conceive of love biblically? And love, from a biblical point of view, while all affections can be influenced by love, love is not chiefly or firstly a feeling. Mm -hmm. it's, it's devotion. Mm -hmm. It's commitment. And so I can choose to love. In fact, I'm commanded to love. Christians are commanded to love our enemies. So if you can choose to love your enemy, mm. you can certainly choose to love the person you're married to. Mm. And mm. so when people come to me and go, you know, I just don't love this person anymore. Obviously, you, you don't always answer this way because you want to be compassionate and help people get to the right place in their thinking. But what I want to say sometimes is, well, you ought to repent of that. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's good. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a sin issue. Mm. I'm commanded to love, therefore I must obey by loving them. And that means devoting myself to them in a way that's in keeping with Scripture. Mm -hmm. So whether I feel it or not is not the issue. I also, Josh, I think about the fact that Throughout many times in, in the history of mankind, marriages were arranged. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so we're living in a time now when we think in terms of dating or courtship and we think about getting to choose the person I'm going to marry. Mm. I think throughout human history, parents were probably sensitive to the desires of their children, good parents were, and didn't just you know, link them up with people they cared nothing about. But nonetheless, if, if I was required by the Word of God to be faithful to a marriage that was arranged for me, then certainly I'm commanded by God to be faithful to the marriage that I chose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's my answer to that is that, yeah, yeah, we're commanded to love and therefore we must. Have we lost the sense in our culture, have we lost the sense of covenant and the commitment to, to one another through a no doubt. covenant? Um, no doubt about it, that I've made promises to another person that God has witnessed mm -hmm. so that now I'm no longer just responsible to the person I made mm -hmm. promises to. I'm responsible to God. Mm -hmm. And we have the Christ Church Union uh, so, picture so, so, uh, so well in the New Testament too. And um, so this plays in, even into our church life. If we're willing to just sever a commitment maybe to our church, or maybe we're willing to sever other covenant commitments in other areas yeah. of life as well. No doubt about it. I mean, from the very beginning, God designed marriage to speak of something greater than marriage. Yeah. You know, we talked about having that biblical conception of marriage. Well, that will include knowing that, that Almighty God, who is omniscient and sovereign, planned before time for marriage, this human relationship, to speak of something greater than itself. Hmm. So that He actually, in the New Testament, teaches us about marriage by, by the union of Christ with His church. Mm -hmm. So our marriages are meant to, in the midst of an unbelieving world, to be a testimony of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Husbands should love their wives in a way that testifies to the love of Christ. Wives should respond to their husbands in a way that testifies to the love of the church. And God planned for marriage to speak of these things from the very beginning. Mm. And so uh, in the New Testament, we know that, um, that, that that covenant commitment is for a lifetime, as you just said. There are uh, at least one or two exceptions when somebody can get a divorce, even though they're in that covenant for a, a lifetime. What you're saying is that feeling unloved is not one of those. No, it's not one yeah. of those. And I, I think even some of the common reasons that people would, would claim for divorce, the scriptures would present those to us in a way different than sometimes people want to take hold of them. Mm. So, for example, abandonment is clearly a reason for divorce in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. But at the same time, it says if the unbeliever wants to stay, you let them stay. Mm -hmm. um, if they're willing to allow you to live as a believer and stay in the marriage with you, then you don't run them off. I think about the issue of sexual sin. Mm -hmm. Is sexual sin offered as, a, re as a, a, re a potential reason for divorce in the Bible? Yes. But is it, is it a single act of sexual failure? Uh, let's imagine that someone has, has fallen prey to that. They've, they've committed that sin. Then they ask you for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. As a believer, are you to operate in the realm of hard-heartedness where you don't offer them forgiveness and, and you just end the marriage? So even where there are these, these biblical reasons that are given, I think sometimes people respond to those reasons in a way that, it, that is less than biblical. Mm -hmm. So how often, Lord, shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Seven times, Peter asked, mm -hmm. and the Lord Jesus answered 70 times seven. Mm -hmm. So when you consider what the Bible teaches about love, when you consider what the Bible teaches about forgiveness, when you consider what the Bible teaches about covenant, faithfulness, keeping commitments, not breaking our vows, when you consider humility and grace and all these sorts of things, 
marriage is to be lived out at a, in, at a very high standard. I think about Jesus' teaching about divorce in Matthew 19. And when the disciples heard His teaching about divorce, their response was, if this is the case between the man and the woman, it's better not to be married. Hmm. I mean, they understood the, the, the heavy-duty sense of commitment mm -hmm. that's involved in, in the wedding commitment. And I don't believe that our culture understands that. Mm -hmm. Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information about this podcast, just go to our website, straighttruth.net. And there you can find links to all of our previous episodes, also some other helpful information about these topics. We also have merchandise there for you to purchase if you would like to. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.